police in the morning. The insane apocalyptic zombie saga continues. Watch the viral epidemic spread as the sex-crazed Walking Dead expand their rampage across post-nuke Tokyo. Can they be stopped? Can their perpetual lust ever be satisfied? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week three of Unfinished Business Month, finishing some business with the final movie of the Lust of the Dead rape zombie saga, Rape Zombie 5 from 2014. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. This can be, you know, a traumatizing subject. So, warnings, spoilers, everything. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. You have been warned. Where do you want to start, Paul? Let's start with the top and move our way down at this one. So, for me, number three. This movie still has better time traveling than the butterfly effect, and it's more accurate than using the TARDIS. Number two, the new version of the Shrine Maiden robo-soldier fight, complete with Gamera-type ending. <laughs> like, it was just beautiful. You know, at first you think, oh, it's the same old thing as the, fir- as the fourth movie, because, you know, they use a lot of stock footage from that. But then it just keeps going and getting better and better and better. It's one of the best fights I've seen in, one, in a movie like this. Number one, it's finally over. The series ends. Kind of, sort of, maybe definitively. But it's done. Yeah, that sounds about right. So number three, I I enjoy like how in the original films, well, not the original, but the second, third, and fourth, like you have the um, evolutionary scientist with the eye patch talking philosophy with the um, robot girl. I, I always thought that was pretty funny. It's... um. It seems so out of place for a movie like this, and it's like, um, well, this movie's surprisingly, like, like, thought-provoking, I guess. Number two. So, this movie definitely concluded, um, yeah, like, I definitely went in directions I wasn't expecting, and I don't know if I understand or really like how it ended, but it definitely ended, so there's that. And number one. So the fight between the Shrine Maiden clones and the Robot Girl was even better than the last movie. It's entertaining. It's just um, overall just um, just a fun fight. Definitely the best part of this movie, and possibly the best part of the entire franchise. Well, on to the bottom three. For me, number three, the first 19 to 20 minutes of this movie is a recap of the first four movies. Then throughout the rest of the movie... There's footage reused from other movies in the series. When this movie is only 81 minutes to begin with, you start with 20 minutes of used footage and then more footage from old movies of the same series are you know interspersed inside of it. Like I don't even know how much of this is new movie and how much is old movie. And I don't know what's more, more old or more new. Number two, like I said about the ending, like, there is no actual resolution to the film. Like, it might be a perpetual loop. It might not. It might be a dance montage. Even though this is the final movie, 
there is no finality to it. Number one, I've been saying this for a couple movies now, but if you want to save Momoko, all you have to do is fucking leave the situation with Momoko. Don't stand around waiting for her to fucking die like you do 127 times or however many times you vagina time leaped to the past. Just get Momoko and leave. That's it. End of story. Yeah, you'd think she would have learned after, you know, 50 times or so. All right, number three, yeah, like Corey said, at least half this movie is scenes from other movies. Like, I feel like if you consider the fact that the first movie was all new footage, with the other four, maybe you have 90 minutes of original film. It, it's just, There's so much flashback, so much reused film, reused, reused scenes. It's ridiculous, and it's so... It's just kind of annoying because, like, the movie would be so much better if, even if, like, the movie was, like, significantly shorter, I wouldn't care. It's just that having that, it really takes you out. It's really hard to get into a movie when, like, the first, like, 20 or so minutes is just, like, reused footage. Like, in, in truth, the first movie is one movie, two and three are one movie, and four and five are one movie. Yeah. Number two. So, the whole time travel idea doesn't really make any sense, like, at all. I'm not really sure why they thought they had to go to the past. Like, um, Nozomi's like, oh, I have to save Momoko. It's like, why? Like, how is that going to... Like, the scientists have to be thinking, oh, we have to stop the virus and everything. Well, why would they think that would help out at everything? I understand Nozomi, like, has, like, her own motivations to do it, but, like, yeah, why develop this technology for, like, very vague ideas? Like, well, it seems Mo- like a waste of time in an apocalypse like this. Momoko's the only one that had any semblance of sex and didn't die from an infected person. So I guess there's a scientific reasoning behind, like, maybe she holds the key to it. I mean, they have cloning. They could just clone her or something like that. Or, like, yeah, it, it, it just... It, it's just such a weird thing. Like, is, is time travel the right way to go about it? Yeah, it seems like they could have gone like literally any other direction and it would have been more productive. And number one, I have no idea what the fuck happened at the end of this film. Like, It's all like, you know, the Mo- Nozomi had to resolve like things that happened in the past and then she didn't and then she died and then like... The Ataku disappears because he was, like, bullied and stuff. I-, I-, I have no idea. It's like, you know, it's like the guy who made this is, like, just watched, like, End of Evangelion. He's like, wow, that was really weird and crazy, you know. I bet I can make a movie about rape zombies kind of like this, except not at all. <laughs> it was a very weird experience. I don't feel like it summed anything up. And I'm just left with more questions than I had when I started this franchise. Needs more watercolors. Yeah. More, more Evangelions, more giant robots. So, yeah, something we could have mentioned. Uh, I just gotta say, now I'm just thinking of like, you know, this is like a, like a Gundam series or giant robot series, where like at the end there's like you know a female robot like fighting like a rape zombie robot that's just got like a giant dick it uses as a weapon, it's lots of like rockets from it. Beam dick, <laughs> beam dick, dick saber. <laughs> Anyways. So something that probably could have made it into the top three if this wasn't the final movie of the uh, of the franchise is uh, the dialogue. So let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. 
Uh, Paul, I believe you're getting us started this week. Today's dinner is spaghetti. The monkey's ass is very red. We have the same right to use the playground. You look beautiful without clothes, but you'll catch a cold like this. Jocks are cool, but a taco or potential sex offender. What made you hate rape? This clone says stupid things sometimes. That's right. I don't even have a penis. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. Or if you have, for some reason, watched all five rape zombie movies, leave it in the comments below. <laughs> it's time for our final take, rem friends. Remember, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are a bar scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a four out of ten. I give it a five, of a five out of ten. So, Rape Zombie 5, the culmination of stock footage. By reusing footage and arcs from past movies, we can stretch this franchise into a fifth and final installment. There are a few new moments, which mostly felt like unused footage from the fourth movie. Fortunately, the rape is low outside of reused footage, and the plot exists, so it does qualify as a movie. Truthfully, it is one of the less memorable entrants to the series, and being the final leg of the journey, it's kind of bittersweet. Farewell, rape zombie. We shan't miss you. I really wasn't sure what to expect from the final film in the Lust of the Dead series. I knew after how insane the first four films were, this one would be absolutely ridiculous. And I was correct, but not in, not in the way I was expecting. Everything was brought to a close in the most bizarre and confusing manner imaginable, which left me with more questions and answers. I guess the virus was a result of Nozumi's, like, fear and hatred of men, and she had to travel back in time and then, like, to resolve it and then killed herself when she couldn't do that. But also the film was an idea by the original Otaku, who later became a ridiculous clone after he was bullied in high school. Also something about glowing hermaphrodites and men and women not being able to understand each other and love destroying the world. I have no fucking idea. And I shouldn't be this confused about a movie like it's about like zombies that like, you know, want to fuck like. I, I never expected this series to go in this direction. I never expected it to conclude like this. I, I, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. I'm glad it's over. Lust of the Dead, Dead series was, strain, was a strange experience that almost feels like a fever dream. Uh, it went in so many directions I wasn't expecting it. I'm, am I glad I watched it? I, I guess now I can say, yeah, I watched the entire Lust of the Dead series. That was weird. Would I do it again? Probably not. Um, Ben, but we're done with it. Except apparently there's another story called, like, Hardcore of the Dead, which I have no intentions of ever watching. We do have a friend's bachelor party coming up. And what says end your single life better than Rape Zombie, the porno? <laughs> oh, God. If I do acquire this, we're just going to have to watch that during that party. And it's going to be a weird experience, but it'll bring us all closer together. Maybe in ways we don't want. So Happy bachelor party. <laughs> as we've come to the end of the rape zombie saga, there are definitely ways I would like to drink away the splick. Drink away the splick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the splick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll get some drinking games for this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you enter the recap from each zomb rape zombie movie, take a drink. Number two, every time a clone dies, take a drink. Number three, Anytime Nozomi has sex, take a drink. Number four, whenever otaku are insulted, take a drink. Every time Nozomi travels through time, take a drink. 
Every time the evolutionary scientist and the robot girl talk philosophically, take a drink. Every time someone gets shot, take a drink. Every time the otaku is peeping, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any other thoughts about this movie or anything else Beamer related, let us comment your, your iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at BeamerBros.gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. That's BeamerBros. Follow us on Twitter at BeamerBros or my personal Twitter at BeamerBros. You can check out all the kind of glittering reviews, interviews, and chats on, on my website, on our website, BeamerBros.com. For new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. Well, we have another week in unfinished business, and you know, since this month has just kind of gone to the shitter, why don't we revisit that particular series? And next week, we'll be taking a look at Death Toilet number two. I mean, there are probably no rape zombies, and there are probably no terror tunes, so, uh, it. it it's got to go up from here, right? So, next week, Death Toilet number two from 2019. Until then, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs>